coolest place that I have ever been. And looking over there at myself, I realized, oh, that's just where I live. That's just the thing that houses me. This is, this is what I am. Hey friends, Clem Snide coming at you with another episode of A Life in Song. Well, this time around, it's a dear old friend of mine who's uh, who's had quite a time here on the earthly on this earthly plane, as it were. But uh, let's let him explain it to you. Because as we like to say, everybody's got a story to tell. Certainly everyone deserves a song. Here now is a song for Joshua Payne. I I got into music... um pretty young. Uh, my parents were musicians. My mother was an opera singer. Uh, Placido Domingo made a pass at her at the Fort Worth Opera, her first professional gig, and she quit and married my dad and had kids. So, you know, growing up in Texas and in Arkansas and living on the farm and, and uh, sort of being the son of musicians, um, I didn't really land in the world uh, to to be a musician. Um, uh, you know, we hunted and we fished and we played sports, and and uh, I wound up going off to college to play football and baseball, and um, got hurt, and then three years later uh, started singing and and uh, went back to school. And uh, fast forward, I've got a master's degree in opera. I came to Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, had an opportunity uh, very quickly with Jim Brickman, who took me out on the road, and and I signed a deal with Universal and Verve, and and uh, people were sort of intrigued with uh, the opera singer um, idea. We were on the road for th- probably uh, three years. So. Um, we began to visit about what the next record would look like. And, uh, uh, I was, I was going to marry this girl that I sort of chased to Nashville. And, uh, we were golly, many, many years, uh, into this. And, uh, uh, I'd been out on the road and I come home and, um, she and, uh, a guy who, um, was my best friend at the time decided that they were in love and, uh, she broke off an engagement a week before our wedding and they were married um, by the next spring. I didn't handle that very well. And
I picked up the phone. I called the president of Verve, and we had a conversation. And and uh, he said, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "I quit." And I just said, "Look, if you if you want to wait on me, that's fine. But personally, I've got I've got some shit I got to deal with, and you're not going to have an artist for a while." It was it was it was quite a quite a year. You know, I wound up going to jail. Uh, I <laughs> just, I mean, it just, it was, it was, it, it was something else. And I, I met this girl, uh, kind of this kind of sunshine, non-judgmental sunshine that walked into my life a year after all this had gone down. It really, really, really was kind of healing for me and sort of uh, having that new thing allowed me to kind of sort of start to continue. And so I began to sort of improvise this, my songwriting really and truly improvise and and sometimes it was just colors and shapes and sometimes it was true to life through composed song i began to really really and truly tap in uh to to these beautiful threads that were coming um i can't say that i feel as deeply as anybody else but i, I would say that i pick up you know, little rattling charms that are invisible from the ether that maybe the next guy would miss. You know what I'm saying? Little jingly bells. I pay attention to those things. Well, about that time, uh, I got a call from some guys in Canada who were involved in my first record and uh, got a new manager, the new label, and uh, uh, things were beginning to, to sort of turn. And uh, six months later, uh, I was electrocuted in water and I died. We would walk through this church, um, this beautiful, beautiful 100-pound golden retriever dog named Lulu. And uh, we would walk through that garden uh, it was just sort of what we did. We lived right there, and um, Lulu got into that uh, fountain, not of her own accord. She went to take a drink, and the fountain, the, there was a 220 pump in there that was crossways, and she fell into the heavy part of her body um, and fell into the water, and the thing was deep enough that it completely consumed her. And uh, I, I heard her scream. I didn't know what had happened and then saw her in the pool and I went in after her and it killed me as well. Instantly, I am, I am at, at the perimeter of, of, the, of the little garden and I look down and my feet are 
are submerged inside of the wall. I am standing in the wall. I'm not, it's, it's crazy. And I look over 20 feet away and I'm laying on top of Lulu. My feet are out of the thing. My body is completely in the water. Uh, she's supporting my weight. Half of my head is submerged in water. And I'm dead. And anyway, I'm, it's, I'm going, oh, wait. It's, oh, that, that's me over there. So there was this time, there was a sort of discovery, and then it, um, but it was, it was, it was, had an immense amount of peace. I could hear the world, but it was sort of muffled, you know, it was perfectly compressed. And uh, I couldn't do anything to manipulate it. There was a presence to my right side. Um, and as I analyzed the situation and looked over at myself, uh, in this place, I, I didn't weep, but I had a tremendous amount of compassion for myself, for my body, for the, for the temple, for the, the skin that I live in. I was looking at from the outside in at at the very very frail nature of my existence and it it, it cut me the thing that I am very very deeply and I was in the realest place that I have ever been. And looking over there at myself, I realized, oh, that's just where I live. That's just the thing that houses me. This is, this is what I am. And, uh, you know, I had no questions. That was the next thing. There were no questions. Imagine being in a life where there are no questions. It's as if everything was answered. It was exactly, just, I didn't have any question. And I, I said out loud, um, I don't want to watch anymore. And I turned to go with the entity that was there with me. And, uh, you know, in the in the Torah, the word the word hurricane and spirit and 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 wind are the exact same word. And I heard a hurricane in my ears. I kid you not, the loudest. It was just deafening in my ears, and I was back in my body. 
and and screaming my head off. I kind of got clear of it and I sat there for a while soaking wet and I didn't know what had happened. I uh, Sort of this miraculous re-entry back to the earth plane. Uh, you know, and like I say, my, my body, uh, my body suffered for many, 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 many years. And, uh, And I, I got this kind of powerful message one day. Um, well, you know, you I, I, you come back from something like that, and you, I, th- I think it was sort of this. It was very very resolute. There is God, and I'm not it. And <laughs> so, listening to. To, to these inspirations that we that we pin and that we sing and that we you know to source this stuff out I think I was standing very very near the source when I was on the other side and so I got to put a I got to actually kind of quantify that voice that's been speaking to me my whole life there are times when I feel so, so much joy. Joy that is, I I don't know, I can't, I can't describe it. Gratitude, happiness, for really, really and truly what would seem to be mundane things, but uh, I'm carved, I've been carved out so, so deeply. Oh God, now what stands in my way seems to be a still beating heart. Oh God, now what stands in my way seems to be. Held inside a hard clenched fist I felt a peace I was unable to resist How then did I evaporate Operate into everything else. Everything else. Oh God, now what's that there then seem to me to be eternity? Oh God.
This episode of A Life in Song was made by me, Eve Barzelay, here in my basement, Nashville, Tennessee. Of course, with the very big help of Joshua Payne and his incredible story. Big thanks to Alex, Drew, Ed, Peter, Sierra, the whole gang, everyone that helped put this together. If you would like to share your story, please visit alifeinsong.com. Stick around for the next one. A Life in Song is produced by Drew Frankel and Peter Hemberger with help from Ed Gerard, Sierra Flack, Alex Barzilay, George Gilbert, and our partners at Double Elvis Productions.